and welcome back to another episode of the 20s detox this is the second part of the two-part series with my friend hannah stomsky where we talk about all things hustle culture and burnout in the first episode and then in this episode it's more about how to beat hustle culture and how to live a slower lifestyle and we dive into what play really is and and how we play in our day-to-day lives and then we also talk about honoring our menstrual cycle and how that ties into the feminine economy but what it really signifies to embody the feminine economy versus the masculine economy yeah i hope that you guys enjoy it and without further ado let's just get on to it Okay, so we're talking about play. For somebody that may not understand what we mean by that, what do you mean by play? Oh, God. Yeah, what does that mean? For me, I'm like, do something creative. Tap into that inner child and like what makes him or her really, really happy. Like you're just enjoying life. I go on hikes and like my boyfriend and I mess around sometimes and we're like trying to climb a freaking tree and it's like no one cares. Like it's just like to be quite honest, it's hard to explain what play is because there is no like definition and there's no point other than to just be with life. That is exactly it. And there is um, if you look at the National Institute for Play, Dr. Stuart Brown, he has a book called. I think it's literally called play, but the definition to him is there is no end goal. It's simply just to do it. Like there isn't supposed to be this fixed outcome. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So many practices that are self-care is to really come to the understanding that it doesn't look a certain way meditation for example when i was getting into meditating i became obsessive on the right way to meditate and how it should look and how it should feel and then i lost all sense of what that actually meant and that in the same way is like what play is i feel like i could talk about play for hours but it's just more fun to just do it and show people and just be an embodiment of play and fun and show people how it works but i did a session with this creative coach at one point her name is angie luthan and she took me through this i wish i could remember exactly what it was called but basically we had an hour to do like this intuitive like art experience as we talked i had a pad of paper and colored pencils and i was just kind of doodling and she was like kind of instructing me to like just doodle in a way that feels like really good to you right now and like talk through it and At the very, very end, she had me rip the paper up and I was like fully upset about it. And so she's laughing at me and not in like a condescending way, but she's trying to get me to understand like, why is this so upsetting to you? And the whole thing was I got so fixated on this outcome and being able to say like, look what I did with my time that when she had me rip it up, I could not get out of this cycle in my head where I was saying, well, what do I have to show for my time? Mm. What did I just do? I love that. And that that. was profound for me because I was like, it was supposed to just be fun and creative for the sake of having fun, right? But then I start like, okay, well, now I'm seeing patterns in what I'm drawing. And now I have a vision of what I want this to look like. 
And then I start focusing on that vision and I lose the fun because I'm so fixated on like, well, what I want this to look like yeah. in the end. You yeah, know, totally that was get it. Oh my God moment for me. She blew my mind. You know, when you were explaining that, I was thinking of when I started painting again. I've always been really into like the visual arts, like painting and whatnot. And when the pandemic hit and things really slowed down and I didn't know what to do, and I was also going through a hard time, I, I got into painting again as a way of like self expression. And some things that I did that I didn't even realize I was doing, but it was so good for my ego and to lose attachment to what I was creating is my best pieces of art I don't own. I don't have. I've given away. I've given away to my sister and my best friends. So all the things that I can kind of show for that would be on my portfolio, I don't even physically have. Like they're all away. But then that helps me remember that if I go and I paint something again, it isn't to compare against something because I don't have anything around me to compare to. And it's for just the enjoyment of doing it. And I don't know, like that with the doodling just totally got me because it's like, I feel like sometimes when you're doing it, you become really proud of like what you did and the vision that you're getting from it. And you want to show people like, look at this, look what I did. But it doesn't like, you've already lost sense in it. Because the ego is in there to try and boost you up on some sort of pedestal yes. that it wants you to put you up on. And it's like, yes. you've already lost it. Yes. 100%. That's literally it. It's like, I think play is not being attached to the outcome. It's just doing things for fun. So a way that Stuart Brown suggests figuring out how to play in adulthood and how to weave play back into your lives is to think about how you played when you were a kid. And so for me, I used to play in the dirt. I used to collect worms and I used to put them in Tupperware and nurture them. I love that. I could fully do that now, but you have to ask yourself, like, truly, what is the root of why you found that fun? And for me, like playing in the dirt was just so fun, tactile. I got to be out in the sun. I got to get my hands dirty. It was very like, it was cute. You know, the little worms that are like, just I know. I was the same way. I just love soil. that stuff. And you can just collect them and just look at them, right? And so it's like, how can I bring that into my current life, right? And so I'm trying to garden more this year. Like that is one of my things. Like I just want to go plant a couple flowers outside. I love that. I have so many plants in this room, Hannah. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's like, I, I think I have that. 17 in my room. Yeah. You know what, for me too, though, as well, like I am starting to allow myself to just like cute things. Bought that... myself three squishmallows. Do you know what a squishmallow is? I do know what that is because my sister I... stuck one on her keychain. I have three massive squishmallows. I love it. And I just look at them and they're just cute. They're so And it cute. has nothing to do with work, has nothing to do with any tied outcome, but I look at them and they're soft and squishy and cute. And it just makes me feel good. And I consider <laughs> that play, truly. It, play is more of a mindset, I think, in adulthood, too. Anything can be playful. Like, you can approach any situation with, like, a curious mind or think of things as being cute. I mean, exactly. there's such a mentality that, like, being playful is, like, childish and it's just the opposite of productivity. Mm -hmm. And it's not. There's a way to weave it in. There's a way to have, like play and balance in your work and hustle culture does not 
provide that. And we're not often given the language for that either. So Mm -hmm. you and I, like we're doing the work to try to figure out what is that language and what does that mean to us and our own definitions and our own experience? Yeah. And, you know, I also feel like for the most part, I'm at this point where I don't approach play or rest as the ability to be more productive. But all that aside, if you don't attach to that kind of association, it does allow you to get into the ebbs and flows of your creativity and ability to like take action so much better without succumbing to burnout. If we want to get into like our definitions of success, for me, I feel like it's just being fulfilled in day-to-day life. Like I think too many people are just looking forward to the next vacation or looking forward to that like gathering or something that is quite literally, if you combined all of them in a year, it may be a month of a year. But like, I want to feel a sense of fulfillment or quote unquote success, right? Every day. Sometimes where I'm playing really hard, if you know what I mean. Like, it's like the creativity and everything. It's like, where is this coming from? And then other times I found that because I allowed myself to do that, I'm able to also get those ebbs and flows in the way that I work and the way that I may create for productivity. But I do want to say that a step like you said in it is to unattach from it because the second you attach and you get into that play for a sense of goal of productivity then i think it cuts off the that that flow in my opinion i think it totally cuts it off like you're not able to get that sense of like fulfillment from it i've been paying attention to my menstrual cycle and it's made me think that there are certain activities that I need to be really conscious of where I put them in my schedule throughout the month. Because if I have a bunch of calls or really just like super social, I have to be like super turned on, like high energy interactions at the end of the month. And my energy is super depleted. No way. I'm going to be miserable. I'm not going to be showing up like my best self at all. But if I flip that and like during those weeks where I just need to do a little bit more of like administrative stuff, like I just need to be on my computer, resting, doing more just, you know, admin data kind of stuff. And then I'm saving my calls and more of like the creative brainstormy stuff for like the beginning or second weeks of my cycle. My energy levels are so much better and I'm way less down on myself. We just can't sustain that level of intense, creative, collaborative energy throughout the entire month. Like there has to be a little bit of a flow. And we are like dipping into like the masculine economy. The first time that I heard about this idea, there was a speaker I found on TEDx talk or a TED talk and her name was Abby Gibb. And I loved her talk so much. I started listening to her podcast and she was talking about bro marketing at one point. And it's a lot of hustle culture, like how we're defining hustle culture, right? It's like she had a podcast where she was talking about her menstrual cycle and her productivity. And I was literally like, what? (laughs) Attention to it and like actually mapping my cycle and like looking at when I was in like my follicular phase and my luteal phase. And I was just like, oh my God, I can feel my energy dipping. And I can see like the activities on my calendar and I'm like, I don't fucking want to do that. I just want to 
to lay in bed and I want to like just type emails or like whatever, you know? Yeah. But we should I, talk about it. We should. I think. And you know what? Also coming back into like, you know, how you feel guilty and hustle culture with masculine economy is a huge thing. And the feminine economy is so much about listening to the ebbs and flows, but also to honor your menstrual cycle. Like I've been trying to do that more so with my workouts. I don't know if you've also heard anything about that. Have you? Yes. Mm -hmm. So yeah. And my sister and I are talking about it so much now because it's honoring the hormone levels throughout your cycle like the man's cycle with their with their hormones is 24 hours so it works with the sun it's why the nine to five works so well and women burn out so much quicker i look at my partner and how he i'm like how the heck are you doing this like i seriously don't know how you're not burnt out already because i feel like i'm gonna burn out just like looking at you sometimes because mm -hmm. he's going through similar things of the startup trying to find the job but it's hard. Usually they just want you to like start at a very low salary, grind, 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 and eventually you'll work your way up. And then I look at myself and all the other women in my life and how our clocks and our hormonal cycle is with the moon, just going with a different timeline, essentially. And understanding that when you're on your period or some people like to say like their moon time, which I think is so cute. Your energy levels are so depleted. You're not supposed to do anything like our ancestors, the women back then, all they were, they wanted to do was rest. They're like, all you're supposed to do is rest right now. You're like the most in tune with yourself and everybody around you. It's really good time to just like look inwards figure out any sort of things that are not working for yourself. And then after the rest of the month where your energy levels go up and the ovulation phase and the follicular phase and all that, that's where you yes. know how to take better aligned action because you've done that reflective part of, of the month. And it's also why when I told you about like um, New Year's resolution, how it isn't really my thing, it's because I really journal with not only my menstrual phases, but also the moon phases to see like on an aligned basis of what may work for me this month, what may not. Anyway, that's like some of the menstrual cycle that I've been doing and my workouts, depending on if I weight train or if I just do yoga or I do nothing. And honestly, I have to say my energy levels have stabilized so much better there were some times I didn't know how to get rid of this excess energy and sometimes I was such at a low and now I feel like I'm just like here more, which is so nice. That's beautiful. But that's the thing, right? Like you're allowing yourself to pay attention to the ebbs and flows of your energy, which is what we should be doing, right? Yeah. But like bringing back like the masculine economy versus like the ideas of the feminine economy, like Hustle culture and masculine economy is like you go from point A to point B and it doesn't matter what the fuck is in your way. You have a singular line to get through and you're doing it exactly like that and you're barreling through to get to B, right? Honoring your cycles and like thinking about what a feminine economy looks like. It's like allowing the ebbs and flows. It's like allowing curiosity. And like we might meander, but we're going to get to be, but we're probably going to be, we're going to have a lot more inspiration. We're probably going to have learned more things. Like we are open to serendipity and like what is 
what else is out there by the time that we get to be. Yes. You know what I'm saying? We're not bullish about it. We're paying yes. attention. You know, when I want to think about myself and I was really starting to get out of it, I could not fathom th- these ideas. And yes. like, I think what I had to do right in the beginning, take it in phases. When I'm trying to get out of like this hardcore belief mindset, I have to start knocking the legs off. I have to start kind of lying to myself in the sense that I'm now going to clock in some rest time. I know that it's not necessarily where we're at now, but I'm ch- I'm kind of, how's the right word? Like not manipulating myself or lying to myself. Like I, it's on my calendar. So it's like, My brain is still kind of familiar with the sense that like I do things that are blocked in my calendar, but this one says rest. So I'm going to rest. It's really, really hard in the beginning. It's super fucking uncomfortable because all you're used to is doing something for productivity. But with time, I started understanding more of what it meant to play and like tuning into that side of myself again. But yeah, I think that's good to like understand that if you are really immersed in the hustle culture and maybe we just kind of woke you up subtly by understanding what the term is and what our experience was it's okay to understand like what we're talking about may not seem fathomable to you yet like you need to take it step by step with what you feel comfortable with but like go with how you feel it took me a full year to like really shake some of those roots up Like, it took a while, and I was being super intentional about it. I was so determined to be disconnected from that part of myself because it was hurting me. Yeah. And for a while, it was just like, can I sit outside and rest and, like, look at the birds without feeling like I needed to go on, like, a two-mile run or, like, get back on the computer and keep working? It was just getting reps in of that and letting my – I think the Untethered Soul – book really helped me with this but it was allowing those thoughts to pass without them completely taking over me like just meditation helped with that too just being able to observe like oh my god I feel like I'm not doing enough right now okay just pay attention to that thought that just crossed your mind but like you don't have to do anything with that like just sit and wait till it passes because it's gonna pass and the more reps you get of that the easier it is for you to just sit there without this feeling of immense guilt that you're not maximizing your time or maximizing your potential. Mm -hmm. The untethered souls. I feel like what's helped me the most in it is spirituality books. Because I think there's a danger in a lot of personal development books that still don't have that sense of, how do you say, wokeness. I see a lot of personal development accounts on Instagram that you like, you like some of your comments. And then that one thing, it's like the something about grinding or something about hustling. Yeah. And I'm like, ooh, I don't align with that. I don't really agree with that. There's a lot of people that are not aware of this situation yet. And I think that in the beginning when I was talking about it, I still didn't know. I obviously didn't know to the extent that I do now. I was in the beginning resting for productivity. And now after another year of reflecting and processing it, I'm realizing that's not what true play is. That's not what true rest is. That's not what like living and feeling fulfilled is because it's still serving the same purpose. It's just like a different mask. One hundred percent. I went on a date with a guy who 
came across as very spiritual in tune with like ebbs and flows, but also paired it with entrepreneurship. And the more that we spoke, I just realized how much of a mask that was. It was like he wanted to write a book on spirituality and how like the greats think about spirituality and use that like to their advantage for productivity. He wanted to talk with like Oprah. He wanted to talk with like Kobe Bryant. He wanted to talk with all these people. And he was absolutely grinding himself into the ground over this, like, and believing that like he wanted to be a household name. And like all of that, like was so important to him that I was like, this is just a mask. Mm -hmm. And I had to like, I don't know, hopefully this planted a seed in his mind. But I had to be like, can I give you a piece of advice? Because he was like getting upset. He was like, I just know I have all this potential. And I like know that I'm going to be like so great. And, and yeah, that's he's when like you know, of, when they're getting yes. lost in the sauce of it all, you're like, oof, you're they're not, so you're not grounded right now. Outcome. You're like 100% in your head. Okay. Yes. What was the advice that you gave the advice, I literally just said, do less. And he said, I don't understand. And I was like, <laughs> I don't know how else to say this to you, but like, I'm feeling called to tell you this right now. I was like, if this is important to you and like, truly like you are feeling called to share some kind of message, then like, like literally take a step back and do less. Like you are trying to cram so much and like, you are literally white knuckling this pursuit. You can't even taste what you're doing. You are just so fixated on this outcome that I don't even know that your like heart is actually in it. It's just an ego thing now. Mm, exactly. You know? Yep. But I literally yep. said to this man, I said, do less. He was I like, I do not understand. <laughs> yeah, because he doesn't. He doesn't. No. I was listening to a podcast my sister sent to me. I didn't finish it because it's about two hours long. She did talk about this thing of wokeism. In uh, basically more on the Western part of this world, that we are really losing sense of what wokeism is because the ego is very much still involved in it. It just has a dis- different mask on now. And we think it's still spirituality, but th- it's like a different mask. I also want to put myself in there sometimes because we all have egos and it's just kind of being in tune with that. But I've noticed some of the things like, getting overly attached in a certain like spirituality is not a belief that's something i had to really remember like there's the difference between religion and spirituality and it's all a sense of unattachment like unattachment with play unattachment with productivity just like literally with the untethered soul and what he always is talking about of becoming the observer and when i see people talk about wokeism as a sense to either make themselves look better or to put somebody else down whether that's another generation like our generation's putting the boomers down all the time mm-hmm. you're never going to be fully aligned with your sense of self if you are using a part of that energy to either make yourself look better or to put another person down like that's just not going to work yeah, literally, yes. And I think it's really tough because I'm not going to name any names, but I know that there are a lot of like content creators out there and entrepreneurs who have a really big following and their whole brand is spirituality and like entrepreneurship. And they influence a lot of people, but it's coming from 
in my opinion, like just based on what I see, like it's coming from the same place of like the ego and hustle culture. Yeah. It's just literally a different flavor. Yeah. It just looks a different way. It just doesn't feel right. I know. I know. I think also with the ebbs and flows, listening to that feminine economy, it's also a lot of tuning in with your intuition and like what feels right. Make you feel. Yeah. And that too, like what you're saying is like, you get a bad taste in your mouth. Like something is like not right. What used to feel good about whatever they were spreading or the posts that they were putting out, like it was great. It served me then. It does not serve me now. And that's okay to let go. That unattachment thing. So hard. Yes. I have so many of that. Like people that I look to, like podcasts and like just their content and like conferences even that I was like, oh my gosh, they know. They like know the hacks and like the secrets and, you know, and now it's like you always have to look at that with a critical eye. And like I always did, but I try not to let myself be dazzled by people in the way that I did when I was first getting really sucked into hustle culture. Like I am weird. If I start to feel dazzled and I rarely do now, I'm like, hmm, like why? Like where is this coming from? Or if I see a lot of other people are really dazzled by someone and like really bought into like a message and mission. Like I'm going to look with a critical eye. You can't let yourself just be like swept up into someone with, you know, a million followers who are, I don't know, like preaching at you or I don't know. They're still a person. I constantly got to remind myself of like, just because they have that sense of fame doesn't put them on a pedestal. Even in the way that we have been programmed to think that people are less than us. Like I constantly need to remind myself that if I pass someone poor, homeless on the street, they're at the same level as me. Like I'm not, I have to catch myself if there are momentary thoughts of looking down on them and oh my God, like I'm so much better. Or like if somebody of immense fame And I'm like, oh, they've made it in life. Like, I need Mm -hmm. to catch myself in those moments because I'm like, I'm either putting myself on a pedestal or putting them on a pedestal. And that's not the way that we should be living. Yeah, I think a couple tips. If you are waking up to the fact that maybe you might be pretty deep in the hustle culture, what I want you to take away is just believe that there is another way. It doesn't have to be so painful and exhausting. Like, just start to believe that there might be an alternative to explore. That was the biggest thing for me. And I think for you too, Bianca. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Then also just evaluate what your definition of success is. Is your definition of success even coming from you? Or is it coming from a family member or a mentor or negative self-talk that you're not enough? Just figure out whatever you're pursuing what is successful to you and why like really get down to the root of the why and then the biggest thing for me is to just figure out how to play like have a dance break during the day go for a walk go put your hands in the dirt go this is a little much this is like level three play in adulthood but like go to a trampoline park like go climb a tree like bianca literally you know what i did last weekend with my friends what so we celebrated my friend's birthday and then after we did bowling all together 
and then we did an escape room. That's We're so like, much fun. I know. We had so much fun. And I loved it. And I thought it was so cute that all of us were like bowling. And I don't think we did since we were like kids, like with the small bowling bowls. And now we're like struggling with the like huge ones where you have to put your fingers in and everything. That just made me think of it right now. See, I make my friends go do stuff like that with me. I am constantly like, we're going to go go-karting. We are going to go ziplining. We are going to go do just these outlandish things. And I think it just gets people out of their comfort zone. Even if they're like, I'm just going to go because it's like kind of like kind of weird kind of like ironic they get there and they're having a blast and they have so much fun everyone has a blast nobody is gonna i promise you nobody's gonna be bored no you have to just go put yourself in like fun places and if you yeah if you feel like you can't do it when you're alone right now because it seems like a little bit too daunting like bring your friends into it like we're talking about yeah your friends go bowling go goal carding do an escape room, climb trees. I don't know whatever. Well, do I don't a know paint what night with your girlfriends. Do a paint night. Oh go my lay gosh. in the grass. Go look at the clouds and like make a shape out of the clouds for like a couple minutes on a on a little lunch break. Oh my god, I love that. Yes, yes, yes. If you want more resources, there are so many out there that informed literally everything that I talked about today. I mentioned play by Dr. Stuart Brown. That was my wake up call to understanding that play is we are literally wired for play. Like we don't grow out of play in adulthood. Like animals do it, children do it, and where our brains never grow out of that. So understanding that. And then the like we talked we kind of tease this but like the feminine economy versus the masculine economy. That is all from the proposals of the feminine economy by Jennifer Armbrist. That was huge for me. And we can put that in the show notes as well. And we both talked about the untethered soul. Yes. That was a life-changing book, I think, for the both of us. And you're like still yeah. reading through it. It's it's a lot. It's very dense. And I think the best thing to do when you have books like that is to read a little bit every day, like in fragments. That's the best way to absorb it because it's just a lot of information. I'm going to add all the resources that along with possibly others that we think of into the show notes. I'm literally going to go play right now by going to play basketball. I love that. Just for fun. I'm not good at it, but I'm looking at a basketball court right now and that's how I'm going to play. All right, guys, there's the end of the episode with my friend Hannah. I hope that you liked it and you resonated or learned some things along the way. And I'm I'm really hopeful that you can understand hustling and having burnout all the time does not need to be a constant cycle that you're stuck in. It's very possible if you're intentional with the way that you're living and you're working, you know, playing hard and also working hard in that sense to sustain that whether or not you're a male or a female but we did talk about those differences okay so enjoy your monday have some water hydrate yourself eat some good food love you guys see you next week bye